Hi, this is Sonny Vaccaro, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. Let's get this party started. Now let's get avatarded. Do that thing. Do that thing. Do that thing. Do that thing. Let's get this party started. Now let's get avatarded. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show on CBS Radio's Play.it Network, iTunes, and Spotify is where you find us. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Jake Brown Radio and at Jake Brown Show. A series that we thought would go deep, a series that we thought would be a little bit more competitive, and two games in, an average margin of victory of over 20 points, and the Golden State Warriors have a two games to nothing lead on the Cleveland Cavaliers, as it has been the Kevin Durant show, a guy who has already locked up the MVP, unless something changes here the next couple of games. The scene does shift to Cleveland, though. And we'll see what the Cavs have got going home because they need something. And they'll need something from some of their role players. J.R. Smith averaging more personal fouls than he is points. And we have to see something from a Tristan Thompson. We might see even Iman Shumpert start over J.R. Smith they're talking about. And the Cavs have a lot of work to do. I said Warriors in seven, which now I look foolish because it would be shocking to see this go seven. I do think Cleveland will win one. Um, but we'll see. Later on in the show, uh, we'll have Michael Gruen. He's in the building. The the mogul, the Jewish mogul, Grudes are on the way. And Justin McMahon, here for the summer, former guest of the show as well, is in the building. Daily Fantasy Insider, a man who we went to the Mets game with, and he was already cashing out of the game. I mean, buying all this chicken parm heroes and all this food, and then he's cash out cash. I mean, tons of cash, and that didn't even matter because he made it up with one simple bet of over five runs, and it worked. So we'll talk with them later. And a special guest we'll call as well, um, who is the uh, <laughs> who has a lot of Marriott rewards points, I guess. Uh, we'll talk with him later. And also coming on this week is the Hall of Fame sports writer, Jack McCallum, a really good interview with Jack, who is working on a book looking at the old era and the new era of the NBA and this Warriors team, which will come out later this year. And also Sonny Vaccaro, a guy who never is afraid to open up, a guy who I asked needs to set up a UFC fight with George Raveling because he hates George Raveling with all his heart. And it is incredible watching him talk about how many lies uh, he has told. So that will come out Wednesday. So a busy week, a lot of basketball talk. And, uh, I mean, we have to talk about it. We can mention the Astros winning streak in, in June. We can mention the fact that Terry Collins needs to be fired, but that becomes a weekly story on the show, so I'm not even going to go there. Um, and we could talk about the fact that David Ross and Jason Hayward pe- played catch in a different sense with David Ross in the broadcast booth and Jason Howard on the field. Hayward. Uh, I'm thinking of Ryan Howard and Jason Hayward informing uh, one ultra first baseman outfielder. But we got to start with the finals. And the Golden State Warriors have made it look easy. It's been the Globetrotters versus the Generals. Last year, in the first two games, they averaged a 24-point-per-game margin of victory. They're at 20 points per game in these two. The Cavs' defense has been a mix of bad with the fact that the Warriors aren't missing shots. Kevin Durant making the case that he's not only the best player on the Warriors, but he's right there behind King James. The same Kevin Durant, who was a former MVP. He's making absurd shots. He's not turning the ball over, and he's playing tremendous defense. 
His wingspan, we already know, is incredible. The guy is a rim protector. This looks like the most unstoppable team we may ever see. Magic and Kareem, Kobe and Shaq, Curry and Durant. It's one of the most iconic duos on one of the truly iconic teams in the history of the National Basketball Association. Add this miraculous team and their 14-0 postseason thus far to the fact that they've had 11 games coached by their assistant Mike Brown, who's never won a title before, and Steve Kerr battling through so much pain, coming back to coach game two, which looks like a job that'll leave him pain-free right now more than ever. No back pains trying to coach a star-studded cast that has won a title, came inches away from second, and now looks to be in cruise control for two titles in three years and a possible dynasty with a core in place. Durant, he's made them unstoppable. Forget the regular season record because the NBA regular season has become as relevant as Jay Mariotti's daily podcast in 2017. It's almost as if we forget about Durant during the regular season. Mix in a couple of injuries that left him missing 20 games, along with the fact that the constant top 10 highlight reel in Stephen Curry... And it's almost like we didn't even recall that KD was the 2013-2014 NBA MVP. The same KD that was right there in the discussion of the best player in the league next to King James before Curry's razzle-dazzle took the basketball world by storm the last two seasons. Twitter broke. But earth to basketball fans. Durant is here when it counts most. He's clutch. He can shoot. He can defend. He can protect the rim. And he can do it effortlessly. Effortlessly. Surrounded by a cast of characters that know their roles. 73-9 and nine last year, 67-15 and 15 this year. But those records mean nothing. This Warriors team is the most dominant team to ever play the game with a roster that's almost unfair to not only the Cavaliers, but the rest of the league. It's a team that's making a mockery of the best team in the Eastern Conference. No one stands a chance. And while it's unfortunate that the parity in the league is at an all-time low, it's something truly miraculous to watch. It's like the Globetrotters of the NBA times 10. And this Warriors team is here to stay. Listen, we all complain when LeBron formed a super team. But folks, this is a different story. LeBron joined a Cavs team that was the, Cavs team that was the worst team in the NBA for four years to try and fight for a title. Durant joined a team that had the best record in the NBA. The best record in NBA history at 73-9. and and a team that had a 3-1 NBA Finals lead before a Draymond Green suspension later and a choke job later had them losing last season. The KD-led Warriors put super team to another stratosphere. This series could be over than quicker. This series could be over quicker than Anthony Bennett's NBA career. And that is truly saying something. The Golden State Warriors are fun to watch. The parity is low. But hell, I mean, they're putting on a show. This is the Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio is played out of iTunes and Spotify. And at least we could say the first half was entertaining. I mean, after game one, the first quarter, it seemed over. I mean, this one, at least we we, has, we saw the halftime show. We got to watch Paul Pierce and Mr. Big Shot do their thing. And Jalen Rose as Jalen Rose has become a sideshow when you're surrounded by uh, two NBA champions. It's like, who's Jalen Rose? And then Michelle Beadle's like, hey, guys, I'm here too. Like, it's no big deal. Um, but now we at least got to watch in the third quarter, and then it was over at that point. They're just pulling up for threes. Durant's making shots while he's on the ground. 
Curry's just dancing and prancing around the court. J.R. Smith is having more personal fouls than he is shot attempts where he was 0 for 2 in game 2. The same J.R. Smith that scored 26 in a game last year to help the Cavs win an NBA title, their first in franchise history. Role players have got to show up because it can't just be LeBron. And LeBron's been fine. He's averaging a triple-double. He's been good. And I know Michael Groen will say triple-doubles do not matter. And in these two games, yeah, they kind of haven't. 28.5 points per game through the first two, 13 rebounds a game, 11 assists. And a big number to look at, though, is six turnovers. Because LeBron is turning it over. He had eight turnovers in game one. And he had four in game two. So six turnovers a game... It's going to happen. You're LeBron James. You're touching the ball almost every possession. But he's turning it over at an alarming rate. And you look at the comparison of Kevin Durant. I mean, the guy is just its absurd. 35.5 points through these first two games. 11 rebounds, 7 assists, 2.5 blocks, a steal and a half. And only 1.5 turnovers a game. His stat line in game two just makes you your mind blow up. 33, 13, 6 assists, 5 blocks, which is my favorite number there. 3 steals. He's not only making clutch shots at a high percentage, but he's also defending the rock, man. I mean, this guy is blocking shots, he's stealing the ball, and he's forcing a fast-paced style of basketball that the Cavaliers just don't have an answer for. And LeBron James doesn't have an answer for it. LeBron James doesn't have an answer for the post-game presser. And I honestly don't blame him for getting mad at that reporter because these reporters ask the stupidest questions. And I'm starting to think we're in 2017 and they do it on purpose just to go viral. I'm starting to think this guy's like, hey, I'm going to be the guy that asked the dumb question that gets the video retweeted a thousand times. Hey, what, do you guys have to win on at home court? Like, are you going to turn it around? Well, you freaking idiot. Yeah, we have to turn it around and the series is over. So I think that's a lot of boiled up frustration from LeBron. But it's also like, why are you letting this guy in the locker room asking a question like that? I mean journalism usually were smart people. I'm not the smartest person. I mean, Jack McCallum, this guy is a smart guy who'll be on the show tomorrow. This guy's written for over three decades, written a ton of books. He's a smart journalist. I don't even consider myself a journalist. I just, I'm a talking head, really. A uh, big fat head, a big fat bald head um, who is frustrated with shaving every two to three days. This, I, I need to get a shave sponsor because it's the amount of razors I go through. It's sad. Um, but with that being said, these guys ask these dumb questions, and it's like, ban him from the locker room. And guess what? I don't have any issue with the fact that LeBron did it in the locker room. Do you have to go up to the podium every time? I mean, it's it's annoying when you, you have to do that after such a frustrating loss. And I think LeBron, it's coming to him, and I saw some funny photoshops of LeBron in a Warriors uniform. It's like, all right, I'm going to join ship. And... As an NBA fan, and I think Justin and Michael here as fans too of the league could attest to the fact that it is frustrating to know the results kind of before the season. To see that there is no parity right now in the league and to see that super teams have been put to another level. I think we've seen so much competition prior to this in the past. In Jordan's era, we saw series go seven games. And now we're just seeing blowout after blowout after blowout. I mean, 14-0, and it's the first time in NBA history that a team has gone 14-0, and has won 14 consecutive games in the playoffs. No team has ever done that before. The 2016-2017, these Cavaliers did win 13 straight, and the 88-89 Lakers, led by Magic, also had 13 straight. 
But the Warriors have done 14. And to do it with the coaching shift that they've had from Steve Kerr to Mike Brown back to Steve Kerr, it's almost like you could put Stevie Wonder on the sidelines and the Warriors are still going to win. I mean, do these guys even need to be coached? Steve Kerr, give him credit for coming back. And I don't think in any shape or form that it's a selfish move on the part of Steve Kerr. I think he was just ready health-wise, and it was something he didn't want to talk about. He said, I don't want to talk about my health. And, of course, what do reporters do? They talk about his health. I don't think it's a selfish thing. I think he said, you know what? My back's feeling better. I'm going to come out and coach. And I don't think it mattered if Mike Brown was there. I don't think it was Mike Woodson. If it was Mike Piazza coaching the Warriors, they look like they're just ready and they're rolling. So the scene shifts Wednesday to Cleveland, and the Cavs, I think, are going to pick up a win at home. I think the the home court shift and the fans are just going to be wild there, knowing that this series isn't over. The series last year was 2-0, and that's what the pundits are going to say. And they said, you know what? They won last year by 24 points per game. They won in more dominant fashion last year without Kevin Durant. So why are the why are the Cavs done? They're not done. But with these, how these first two games are looked, it's hard to see a series of defensive stops that an already weak Cavs defensive team is going to be able to pull off. Because they need Kevin Durant to miss. They need Steph Curry to miss. They're going to need Draymond Green to miss. And then Klay Thompson has these spurts where he's great and these spurts where he's bad. And when he's the kind of guy who has pulled off 30-plus point-per-game quarters, not games, 30-point-per-game quarters, and when he you enter him into the equation, it's almost like, how are they going to do it? It's it's just not legal. Like it, it seems like Tiger got pulled over for a DUI, and the Warriors should get pulled over for some form of made-up NBA law that this is too good. You're going to jail. Get out of like $200 pass go. They're too good. And I don't know how they're going to be stopped, but please make it a series. Because, I mean, last week we talked about this going seven. It may be being the greatest series in NBA history. And while some of it's been fun to watch, if this is the greatest series in NBA history, you can call me Miles Davis. Cause, and if you haven't seen, uh, I'm trying to think of the movie. It was Billy Madison, I think. Uh, I'm Miles Davis, if this has been the best series. So game three. Goes to Cleveland, 2-1. I think it probably ends in five in Golden State. The Warriors take, remember, it's 2-2-1-1-1. So I think it ends game five Monday in Golden State. I hope it goes seven. I really do. All right, before we get into the rest of the show, I have to give you a Jake Brown sports update because you know I'm a, a cavalcade of roles here on the show where I do updates. It's a low-budget program, so we do... We do shows, we do updates, we do selfie Facebook Lives, um, we do small bottles of water, not big bottles. If it's a big bottle, we bring it in. Um, But we're going to do a sports update now. Hit me with that music, Pat. With your sports update, I'm Jake Brown. The Warriors took a 2-0 series. Lead last night over the Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. Steph Curry posted his first career playoff triple-double with 32-11-10. Meanwhile, Kevin Durant put up another mind-blowing night with 33-13-6-5-3. LeBron posted his eighth NBA Finals career triple-double with 29-14-11. With the win, the Warriors now have the most consecutive wins with 14 in NBA playoff history as they remain undefeated. As I said, the scene shifts to Cleveland Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on ABC for Game 3 as the Cavs look to try and make this a series. Speaking of finals, the Stanley Cup finals got interesting over the weekend, and not because of Rex and Rob Ryan, which we'll get into. After dropping the first two games in Pittsburgh, the Predators returned home to a rowdy Bridgestone Arena to take Game 3 by a score of 5-1. to one. 
After trailing 1-0 following the first period, Crashville scored five consecutive goals to make this a series. The Predators look to tie the series at two. Tonight, game four puck drops at 8 p.m. Eastern. To the diamond we go. The Houston Astros won their 10th straight game on Sunday and tied a franchise record with their 10th straight road win. The Astros have the best record in baseball at 41-16. and And in the NL, the Cubs swept the Cardinals over the weekend. And David Ross, as I said, played catch from the broadcast booth with ESPN with Jason Hayward on the field at Wrigley. Finally, in football news, Rex and Rob Ryan are trying to fill their post-coaching days. UFC could be on the on the rise for them. The Big Brothers got into a bar brawl in Nashville after hyping fans up the night before at the Predators game. Get the reality TV producers ready. Rex and Rob have got to be on the Kardashian route soon. And that's your sports update right here on the Jake Brown Show. Let's take a breather here. All right, we talk finals. We have the sports update. Now coming up next, we'll make a surprise call to Mr. Mosby. And we'll be joined as well by Michael Gruen and Justin McMahon. Make sure you catch us on play.it slash Jake Brown, iTunes, and Spotify. I have uh, 750,000 Marriott Rewards points that I would like to cash in for a prize. W- would you be able to uh, assist me? Well, uh, would, I, uh, would I be able to? No, I'm not exactly sure what, well, how, you, how am I connect, connected to Marriott. So wait, you have rewards points is what you're telling I have uh, several thousand rewards points that I would, I would like to turn into uh, free nights, um, maybe a spa, a massage, maybe a Manny Petty, uh, just right. a, an array of different things that I'd like to get for this uh, ridiculous amount of points. I mean, I've been staying at the Marriott for for twenty six years, my entire life. I okay, I see, I see, I see what's happening here. So, I, from what I'm understanding, you think because I played a hotel manager on television that I'm actually going to help you get a hotel room? Is that what you're saying? I would hope because, so. I mean, you were my well, childhood, Mister. Well, that's really cool because I've also played scrubs. So would you like me to perform an operation for you? How about that? Yes, I would. You want me to, <laughs> you want me to like take out your appendix? Yes. Uh, if you could do that, I mean, my, my wisdom teeth could be removed. Maybe this ridiculous Jewish-British action could be removed as well. Maybe I could get some nice new teeth as well. I don't know. if it, But I, I really need to get these reward points. I need to take care of these re- rewards points. I'm unemployed, and I need to get free nights at the Marriott because I'm trying to go to California next month, and I can't do it. Well, in, uh, in the words of Mr. Mosby, let me tell you this. First of all, I would like to ask how you got this phone number. Second of all, I would like to remind you, it doesn't matter if it's a Marriott or if it's a Tipton, there'll be no running in my lobby. Well, to answer your first question, uh, a friend of the program, uh, I received your number from him. Uh, His name will go unnoticed, uh, but he is a young Jewish mogul who has been known to send grudes to women. Uh, But but, uh, he gave me the number. And then second off, uh, there will be no running. I do not have children yet, uh, but maybe if I have enough nights at the Marriott, I will form children there upstairs. 
very interesting. So please, if you do, do not let me know. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Jake Brown Show. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think that's that's enough. Uh, this man on the line is Mr. Mosby, a.k.a. Phil Lewis. Uh, Phil, how you doing, man? Really? I do, I'm doing great. And I got to tell you, look, I mean, if anybody can do that accent, it's got to be you. I mean, that was just... <laughs> That was stellar. I, I switched it up like seven times. I went from like yeah. I went from like an Italian from Brooklyn, a Jewish mother from Brooklyn, to a British person, to an Australian. I just covered right. the entire I mean, globe. You you really did. I mean, I, I think your listeners are going to be extreme. They're not going to know who they're listening to. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe I'll do a whole show in, in different accents. I think that would be fun. <laughs> well, we're talking about running. What what do you think of this NBA Finals? Well, I got to tell you, look, first, after the first game, I said, well, all you've done is just piss LeBron off, and uh, that's, that's not going to go very well. And I really, I, I still think it's going to be Cleveland and six, but, uh, you One know. One second, I, me and you were on the Cleveland wait, train? you're picking Cleveland still? I, I, look, this is the same thing that happened last year. They were down 2-0. Now, granted, last year, Golden State didn't have Durant, so mm-hmm. that could be the X factor. But look, look, look! You got to stop LeBron, and can you do it? For can you can you do it successfully throughout the series? I'm not sure. Phil, let me give you this little bit of tidbit. Last year, the Cavs no. lost Game One to Golden State by double digits and only shot 36 percent. Pens were up 2-0 in the Stanley Cup Finals, and the Tribe were 28 and 24, and in second place of the AL Central. But prior to yet prior to last game, Cavs lost Game One to Golden State by double digits. They shot 36 percent. Pens are up 2-0 in the Stanley Cup Finals. Triber 28-24 and 24 and in second place of the AL Central. Based on that trend, the Cavs What is this, the Elias Sports out. Bureau? Who are you? No, That's wrong. What is this? <laughs> Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, look. Based on... I'm not basing on anything. I'm basing on LeBron. <laughs> okay. I'm basing on... I'm, I'm scared of that man. I, I just... I think that... Uh, I think the Cavs... May, look, I would like to see Golden State pull it out. However, I think, again, I go back to some trivia, Michael, that we talked about. You know, I have a lot of, uh, I have some favorites on the Cavaliers because I worked with Kevin Love and uh, I directed Kyrie Irving. So I got, you know, I got some boys on the court. And uh, that's not the only thing directing seamless transition. You're also directing one day at a time on Netflix. Now is that out now, or will it be out soon? Uh, it is out now. It is on Netflix. Uh, I directed about uh, four episodes of the first season. I'm doing about another five episodes this season, uh, starting this week. So, uh, yeah, go check out. Uh, if you're not watching the NBA Finals. Go watch one day at a time. Well, in a couple of days, we won't be because the series might be over, so we might have to head over to Netflix, right? <laughs> Phil, you're not the yeah, well, only one that have the Cavs winning in six. Okay. Uh, I can't be the only one. I mean, I mean, Michael's going to throw out all It's probably close. No, I agree with you. Michael go through his contact list and say, Donald, me, I texted Donald Trump, and he picked the Cavs in six. Lies. Oh, yeah. I texted Ivanka. Yeah. She said no, Cavs in six. No, but Nick Wright has the Cavs in, had the Cavs in five, which – isn't happening. At this Could point. that still happen? No. <laughs> Believe me, I you know I threw out a couple of names in Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. You don't want to go through Michael's phone. Oh. I mean, I have Phil that, Lewis. That, that's that's <laughs> a who's who of celebrity. Yeah, you, you'll find p- porn stars, NBA stars, all kinds of stars. Screw uh, nudes. Nine screw yards. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil Lewis, uh, check out 
uh, one day at a time on Netflix. And follow him on Twitter. The Phil Lou is with two L's. Phil, uh, thanks for uh, picking up and uh, switching up the voice and returning to the role of Mr. Mosby. Uh, good talking to you. Hey, it's always a pleasure. Uh, call me anytime. Hope you work out those reward points. And uh, <laughs> once again, no running in my lobby. Of course. <laughs> thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Take care, guys. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And welcome back to the Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio is played at iTunes, Spotify. Thanks to Phil Lewis, a.k.a. Mr. Mosby, for picking up his phone at a good time and solving my issues for Marriott Rewards Points. Um, Courtesy of Michael Gruen. And Michael Gruen is in the building of Three Point Sports Management. Yes, the sir. senior vice president at 19 years old. And Justin McMahon's here as well. We all went to the Mets game to witness a shellacking of the Mets. Uh, Justin, welcome to New York. Yeah, thank you. I was just glad that my over hit. Yeah, and he got a nice slice of pizza after that. Gruen wanted, but he has lost okay. 25 pounds. Okay, Congrats I'm going to shut you up, and we're not going to talk any of this bullshit. We are going to talk about the fact that everything you said in your original show was wrong. LeBron will win the finals. LeBron should be MVP. I, oh, this is part of the show. Wow, that came. That came. He came. Shots blazing. Yeah. Wow. But I don't. Understand. He's like, I put the cheese okay. doodles down and okay. the chicken cutlets Let, let, are let's, here. Let's take it a little bit back. Let's take. Is it LeBron back. the best player in the league currently? Yes. Okay. Is LeBron the best player ever? I think he. Ne- I think he may- will need to win this finals <clears throat> to do that. Incorrect. It's very close. It, I no, mean, I it's think not close i mean it's very close i mean i've said he's probably the best he'll end up as the best for sure i think when it's all said and done yeah you know lebron has had more playoff minutes than mj more double doubles than mj he is better than mj he's done everything that mj has done and i except for the final rings which quite frankly i don't care about but regardless he will first of all he will for sure end up as the best player ever oh i'm not arguing that yeah he will I think this winning this finals would be an incredible task because this is the best. This is a better team than Jordan's ever faced. Um, so I'm actually not sure about the double doubles, but Nick Wright went on a <laughs> Nick Wright. I know a, Nick Wright. I Nick knew that Wright was coming. Went on a rant. Michael Gruen, Nick Wright, and buddies his, forever. His stats were very clearly showing that LeBron is better than MJ. Now the only argument you can come back on mm-hmm. is that the a lot of what MJ's game was in the, it was in a different league where physical where physical play was more permissible. Mm-hmm. So you can say that LeBron has an easier time being a physical player, being a bigger player. He doesn't get taken as hard. His shooting percentage is going to be a little bit inflated. That's the only argument I can ever hear. But it's not your argument. Mm-hmm. What's your argument? I mean, obviously well, everyone's going to say six titles, um, which is uh, okay. a strong statement when you go six Do you six realize that this was LeBron's best year ever? It is. Listen, I think he's going to be better. I, I think I even said a couple weeks ago that he is, but I it's just... Michael, you realize that when, I'm on the fence, really. when Jordan was playing the first round of the playoffs, it was only five games. Okay. So that helps LeBron gain stats on him. He didn't have to deal with that. It's neck and neck right now. I mean, okay, it so is Don't tight. count playoffs. He still had a, He still is the has had the most dominant regular season. He's already had more minutes than MJ. It's also hard be, five to six years before a guy's career is over to be like, all right, he's better. Like, he still has a lot of time to go. He's 32. That's my he's point. He's got five to six years left in him. The o- and the other only blemish is his Mavericks, the Mavericks series. Unless Jordan, unless LeBron well, let me ask you this. tears without his ACL, he's, he's, like, he's going to be fine to pass. Without the Mavericks season, without, the, without that loss, is he the best player? Was he, is he the best player in the league? Or, I mean, ever. I mean, that's, 
That's a tough question to really answer without this series. I well, mean, forgo the series and tell me. Sure, is, is I guess. I okay, mean, so you're telling me that the only the only punishment he has is for making the finals. What about the fact that MJ got out in the first round? That doesn't matter. But no, he got to the listen, finals. Listen, I've heard this We're argument before. We're going to penalize someone. I've for seen getting, the videos okay. from the legend Nicholas Wright. I I know I know the debate. No, it's, I know it. it. It's, is, it's a it's smart called, argument. I agree. I think I don't think, and the fact that he stayed healthy is what's amazing to me too. The guy is never hurt. So, so let's his go a little further. Career. Okay, would you agree that LeBron and he also didn't take a break at, to leave for baseball? Let, so. Does that we're going to penalize LeBron well, I mean, for not being insane? No, I'm, I'm saying it's that's also what's good about LeBron that he didn't take a break. Insane he didn't switch is the wrong teams. Word. We're not. We're going to penalize LeBron for not well, being LeBron fickle. Switch teams. Actually, uh, we're not going to penalize LeBron. We're going to penalize LeBron for not being fickle. I would have liked to see LeBron go to the NFL. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Cleveland Brown. Maybe after star his tight end. NBA career is over, he makes a switch. It's an endless argument. We'll be here for. Okay, but let's go further. We'll be here till right, Hanukkah and you're right, handing right. you gifts here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be out of here by then. I'm going to be moving by then. But regardless, let's let's go next step. Hollywood. Would you groove. agree that LeBron is at the height of his career and he is the best player in the league? Correct. Yes. Or incorrect? That's not okay. my argument. And you're going to tell me that the Golden State Warriors. That you're going to pick the Golden State Warriors game by game over the best player, of, at the, at the best player ever, or for sure the best player in the league, at the height of his career. How can you what bet you again? Pick? I would. I know you in would, the Justin. Series, the Cavs are winning right. this series. It's over. Yeah. Kevin Durant, this team is unstoppable. You can't stop them unless Durant gets hurt. They said the hurt. same damn thing about last year's Golden State Warriors. No, but they didn't have another. Kevin Durant is the second best Kevin player in Durant the league. They didn't killed. have the second best player. Okay. There's How are you going to get 73 on? wins Look. and then add Kevin Durant and say they're beatable? They're Ky- not beatable. Kyrie Irving it took a Draymond Kyrie... Green suspension and an incredible block by LeBron for them to win last year. Kyrie Irving. It's not going to happen okay, this Let me year. give you another interesting stat. Look at last year's margin of victory for both teams. There was only one. Close game in the finals last year. Do you know what game that was? I, I said that. No, you didn't. You said that. Game, this game year. seven was close. Right. That's ridiculous. What does that mean? What does that show me? What, what, should, what does that show you? It's just the style of play. Like you don't look at the number. You look at how the Warriors have done it, and they haven't gotten the a stretch is, where they missed three the or four shots is very in a row. Simple. The Cavs the team defense is, sucks. Their teams are so good, both of them, that whichever one is winning is the one that's clicking on all cylinders. That's the answer, right? How you and, could argue the Cavs are win this series after seeing those two games? Is just mind blowing. I don't know, but I don't, did there, you watch them, Michael? I did, and I and I certainly sh- I shut off game one in middle. I know you've been I at the gym pissed. lately, so it's been tough to get the NBA those games, and I know you've been killing it. Twenty five pounds down, right? Impressive. But regardless, LeBron is likely going to take this to seven. And for you to be like, I don't know you, say hey, you contradicted yourself in your own show. You you said, how, how, how did I do that? You said originally you're like, oh, I can't imagine this becoming a series. Like, yeah, I think they'll win a couple games, but they won't win. The series. Well, winning one or two games doesn't make it a series. A, one game doesn't make it a one series. Doesn't. I said two, five. Making two makes I it a series. Said maybe they get a second. Yeah, he said Warriors in five. I, I said five. Right. Well, originally I said seven, which I'm going to be wrong. I hope I'm no, right because I want right it to go. On. I hope it goes deep because this is going to be right. It's hard to watch. LeBron's going to defend the land in Cleveland. Oh. LeBron's fan club. Well, a couple minutes left. Let's talk about you, Michael, and your career here. I'm not talking about Justin. Um, and Justin too. Justin. Well, we've we've had him on, so we know. Hundred thousand went to the Playboy Mansion, partied with Hugh Hefner. He invited me there. Did did you actually. did you speak with Hugh? I did not. He, you didn't. He was too old and decrepit to come outside. Now. <laughs> Were there models you had to speak with or anything? like That I did, yes. <laughs> that's, that's my guy right there. Were you single then? I was. Listen, now your wife's up now, but then uh, 
Did you make any moves on any models? I'm or making moves. You, you know, I just what happens in the Playboy Mansion is just nice. Just, what happens in the Playboy Mansion stays in the Playboy Mansion. That is the first time this has been said on any show that I've done, and I'm proud that it's been said because that is rare. Now, Michael Gruen is on his way to the Playboy Mansion as he's on the the weight climb down to 200 pounds or the decline. Um, Hitting the gym. Now you're eating just straight up chicken with like no breading or anything. Just protein. Just protein. Now he brought a freaking protein shake or something to the Mets game. I thought it was like a Yoohoo or something. It was no, like some protein. It's considered lunch. I mean, we're here devouring chicken parm and mozzarella pepperoni sticks, and you're here with this little dollar cup of protein. Dollar. How do you do it? Seven dollars, eight dollars. It's like a four dollar cup of protein. Oh, wow. Starbucks money. Um, how ha, is uh, how's it going? How's the diet, dude? It's great, but more importantly, um, so I, I don't know if you got to see the uh, the website that I put up, Mike Gruen. Mike Gruen. What I'm, well, I was on the phone with um, the COO of Zuckerberg Media. Uh, it's run by Randy Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg's sister, um, and I was on the phone with a guy named Jim Augustine, who was the COO, and um, Randy. Both advised me to you know, to publicize my story a little bit more, which is something I've never done uh, so far. You know, I've sent out a bunch of emails and I've gotten uh, Fred Paul to do some work for me. And send out Fred's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> I heard to send out some pre press releases for me, and I'm really trying to, uh, you know, boost boost my personal brand up. But, but you know, I, I have an interesting story. I'm I were I'm the senior vice president of an MBPA and FIBA certified agency. Uh, we represent about 27 clients on the agency side, and I represent about 20 clients in marketing. Um, you know, our, our goal was obviously to uh, keep recruiting the NBA talent. I'm moving to LA to start recruiting out of LA, uh, LA UCLA, and, and all those schools, USC. Um, you know, there's a whole coast out there which is a little bit uh, forgotten by the East Coasters, and um, you know, we're certainly going to try to expand. But you know, I've been involved in other companies like All Sports Market. I, I've been lucky enough to uh, work in music and be part of a group that won two Grammys. Um, yeah, just been been around the block, and I've been lucky and fortunate enough to. Uh, accomplish a lot at my age and a jewish mogul we call him started around 11 years old so it's been what eight years since you've just been moving and hustling now you've lived a different childhood than most children I what's mean, a childhood i mean you were watching the sweet life of zach and cody we know that and uh, being mr mosby but you're also in between watching a little sweet life watching a little like hannah montana you got some business calls in there you worked a little bit with jason kidd uh you did the whole agency side and uh, you have a lot of connects. Yeah, like, man. What, what, what do you? What's your advice to people, youth entrepreneurs, to become a serial entrepreneur as well, yourself? Well, that's the thing. You know, one thing I was discussing with Randy Zuckerberg's team was a real issue that I, an issue that I really feel is, is underappreciated. And people always assume discrimination is against sex and and, it's and age race. too. But but there really is a concept of of discrimination by age. And I know that sounds cliche, and I'm trying to cause an issue that's not there. But the real thing is, I've walked into meetings, and I'm sure Justin can attest to this, and I'm sure that you know Connor Bruggeman, who's a friend of mine, who I, you know I introduced Jake to, mm -hmm. can attest to that. We walk into a meeting, and they expect an adult, especially if we don't tell them our ages, and there's always this you know extra chip on our shoulder that we re that we need to show, and it's not just a feeling of a chip; there's an actual chip. And you know, even if, if you apply for a job or if you do anything, you're always looked at as as the guy who can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and and the and the. And the way you become a serial entrepreneur is a is to really just be out there. You know, I started my career at 11 with the knowledge that at 18 years old I'm not unique anymore. You know, it, it, so I, if I build myself a brand and I build myself a, rep a repertoire and I build myself a rapport, uh, repertoire of connections, and I build myself a rapport that 
by the time I turn 19, it's these people aren't emailing me back because I'm cute. They're emailing me back because they've known me. Well, definitely so not because you're cute. But fuck yeah. you. They've known. <laughs> they're emailing me back because they've they've known me for so long. See, mm-hmm. Jake's and never had to deal with this because he's looked like he's 30 since he was four. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a rough life. But that's at the end. That, at the end of the day, is that's how you really become an entrepreneur at, at a young age is really to start and to use your, your all the leverage you have, like use your age as an advantage. And, and I think not taking no for an answer, and even the age thing, it's similar with radio. I mean, they, they, I'm trying to find an honor job, and they're like 26-year-old, like no major market experience, blah, blah, blah. It's like they don't want to take the risk on that. So I think a lot of people look at age and say, nah, we're going to pass on you, we're going to pass on you. And I think 19 is obviously it puts 26 into another stratosphere um, that you've been able to do what you do as we both get the Mets, same Mets notification on our phone the same time about Yoannis Cespedes. Yeah, um, you mean about the All-Star ballot. Yeah, which doesn't even matter. Like, All-Star but, game's irrelevant. But I think doing it earlier, I mean, in fact, 11 year, years old, you kind of got a head start in the competition. And what we're seeing with agents now is that they're super young. Agents are like 16, 17, 18 well, years old. that's the interesting thing about basketball agents. I can't attest to other sports, but um, the, the agency game is really run by a bunch of old-timers. And what I mean by old-timers is um, it's not a diss. It's more of, you know, these are the same people that represented the 70s players and the 80s players, literally. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy Miller's, you know, getting on the older side. Jeff Schwartz from Excel is getting on the older side. You know, um, these these agents are, are these teenagers are, are really you know the kids in school really want a little bit more hip now i'm a little bit younger than they want probably um you know ideally but they are going towards those younger guys and that's how rock nation right now is really killing it is people want to be a company with jay-z lil wayne opened up a company people want to be a company with lil wayne and, and and that's really where it is in sports but jake don't let people tell you no you know the great scoopy told me one time he's like uh the great don't listen to anyone that doesn't have the doesn't have the right or the power to tell you yes and if there's anything he's ever told me that was worthwhile, it's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, not a bad quote. And I think you you got to take the no's to get the yeses. Michael Gruen, MikeGruen.com. Check out we just, we the statements said on to him. Justin, Justin McMahon, one, one the legend qu- himself. I got a question for you, Justin. Yeah, go for it, Michael. So what are the chances that the Cavs win the final? So low that if they win, you can stay in my house in L.A. the whole time you're there. Forever? Yeah. But like, do I get it, my own house? You can or? have my room. Is that off rough for me if I ever went to L.A. as well? Like, yeah, you can stay in my room, but Michael can actually live in my room if the Cavs win. All right. Okay, and ha- what's the chance of the Mets making the playoffs? Pretty low as well. It's, it's low. Wild card included? Yes, wild card included. Yeah, it's early Put a number say that. But. Uh, I'd give them a 5% chance. Well, I'd say the fucked. Mets have a better chance of getting the playoffs than the Cavs do winning the series. Yeah. Would you argue? Yeah, they just have more time. So There's more time. In right? other words, we're screwed. I mean, so like it's, all my sports we're choices. June fifth, and can the Nets make the playoffs this year? Oh, that's the Nets? Not, that's, <laughs> not even, that's not even worth discussing. That's that's wasting airtime discussing. Last question for you, Justin. And you're not. I think this is a good question for you. The Celtics have the number one pick. Okay, are the Celtics one player away from being able to beat LeBron? And if they are, do they? What do they do? Do they trade this pick? I don't know. I, I had the Celtics losing to the Bulls in the first round. So I don't. Th- I think that Brad Stevens is the best regular season coach. He gets his players to hustle so much that it makes them look really good. I didn't think they had any shot to beat the Cavs this year. Maybe with Fultz they will, but Thomas's contract ends next year. Uh, do you trade him? I would trade him. He's only he's only making six million, so he's he could do a lot for a team that's suffering from salary cap restrictions. Mm-hmm. The Celtics could trade him. Uh, but why not Fultz keep him and have Fultz and have everyone else he's, there? It makes them a pretty... He's such a bad defender. I think Marcus Smart, with his defense, could be more valuable to them mm-hmm. anyway. 
I think he's a little overrated. I'd, I'd get the value for him now. While so you, can. Do you trade Fultz for PG? No, no, I would trade Thomas. I think it depends what they you get. You trade Isaiah. Yeah, I trade you Isaiah. You have to get someone ready for now because this is a team that's in a very win-now mode. You can't just right. get first round, uh, compile more picks. You want at least maybe two first-round picks and a star now. Yeah. And I don't think Paul George is that guy because he's never been a winner. Is Horford at trade value? I would keep Horford. I would keep him. I'm that might trade Horford over Isaiah, yeah, but I mean you do I, need a front court. I 100% agree with you. Um, so we'll see. Justin McMahon, check out DailyFantasyInsider.com. The best. Um, to get your expertise. I mean, five runs, over five runs, first five innings, cash out, drinks on Justin. And Michael Gruen, Senior Vice Pe- President of Three Point Sports Management. Led by Mike the Gruen. great Zachary Charles. Led by the legend Zach Charles himself. Uh, guys, good having you in, and uh, good show today. And uh, hopefully, these finals get interesting because if we have a sweep, we're stuck. We're stuck with Mets Cavs baseball all summer. Will win. We will say though, the the big three is coming up in a couple weeks, which will entertain us oh, for I'm, basketball. Oh my god! You I'm know excited. they added that to the Olympics. I'm really waiting for them to add like laser tag and dodgeball to the Olympics too, because that's how that's how worthy the big three is of being. Or the big three is going to be fun on, to watch. Well, that's how worthy three on three should be in the Olympics. I mean, we should put on laser tagging and water in guns. In the dog days of summer, the big three will be nice. You see oh, Allen Iverson ball. it'll be really entertaining, just I'm like the WNBA is pretending oh, to be entertaining. That's, see, that's ridiculous. I'm telling you, the big three will do much better than WNBA. It's not even the same The big three will do better because it's a bunch of all-time NBA players. But That's why. It's going to be the fun. The fact that they're added to the Olympics is a farce, and we should add laser tag. I'm done. What do you mean they got added to the Olympics? If we're talking Olympics, we got to get rid of all the swimming medals. What do you mean the big three? Basketball is already three, in the Olympics. Three on three is now going to be in the Olympics as an official sport. Really? I didn't even know that. Oh, that'll be interesting. I don't know. Well, I wouldn't say laser tagging. I mean, <laughs> you could have a <laughs> dodgeball. Baby. I mean, we should add our playground favorites. Kickball is kickball, a legend. I like kickball. Ball. Like, just have like the the strongest legs of all time. Can you imagine how deep those outfields would have to be? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we got to end this because uh, we got something. We got to wrap it up. We're going to check out Showtime at the Apollo with Steve Harvey, the legend. Uh, thanks to Pat Antonetti running the boards, Michael Gruen, Justin McMahon, Phil Lewis. Uh, make sure you listen to the interviews the and, rest of the uh, week. Uh, Tuesday with Jack McCallum and Wednesday with Sonny. And watch the, uh, the Gotham finale tonight. Oh, uh, I don't watch it. I guess, yeah. All right. All right, we're out. Peace. Bang, 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 bang.